Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I felt so honored to be able to bring you guys uh, the episode that you so desperately deserved uh, from last week, uh, earlier on this week. So if you haven't checked out the, I, I called it the bonus episode, if you haven't been able to check that out yet, um, it is available episode 111 and 112 is out now. Uh, I'm doing this episode here at my home and I'm also currently, uh, this is on Tuesday, I'm currently live on TikTok. So sometimes if somebody does send me a question or make a comment, I might, um, you know, stop my story here and there to just address the people uh, live on the chat if if that happens and uh, answer questions or uh, make comments back. But guys, I'm so happy to be here today and I'm really glad that you're here. Um, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. As I mentioned on the last show, um, I have a concert Friday, which is really cool. I'm really like extremely excited about that. Uh, Friday, right. Is it Saturday? No, it's Friday. <laughs> Friday is like, you know, it's at this great club here in Munich called the Milla, M-I-L-L-A. And I haven't played a show at the Milla, man, I think it was June 2019. Now, what's so cool and so important about that venue is that back in 2018, I had the immense pleasure and honor of releasing my album 12 Songs for 12 Friends there. I got to do a concert there with this great band. Like, my friend Vivi was there. She was this... We've had her on the show. She's this extremely talented a pianist and singer and collaborator, and she um, was able to play that show with me, which was like an you know so cool to show her what I had been working on for these past few years in Germany. You know, she had a lot. She had like three bands with me or two bands with me, and when I moved away from New Orleans to live in Germany, that kind of just I don't I don't want to say it like maybe it kind of broke her heart. I don't know. I know it probably broke all our hearts in a way because when you have such a close relationship with people and then that goes away, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. And you never know what they're going to achieve. You never know what path they're going to take or what things are going to be like. And you can only hope for the best, uh, even if it hurts. So the cool thing was that when she came to record this this album 12 songs for 12 friends with me i not only got to show her you know i tried to show her how much i had you know maybe through her eyes developed as a musician like getting to show this friend of mine what i had been spending so much time on and then to get to play the show because i remember i had moved in like the end of 2015 so here we are you know may of 2018 and getting able to to play a show and her see these people that came for me, you know, came to see this band and came to hear this album was so special. And I'll never forget, um, hi, Groby. I'll never forget being at the concert and we started to play this song, James. I had built this song up for a while. It was kind of my... Um, I want to say like kind of my more, um, I don't know. It was one of my more emotional songs, but also it was kind of like a ballad 
it was something that was easy for it was easy for people to to um, sing along with. It was very you know clean lyrics and simple ideas and easy melody and a, like I, like I think like a reasonably good hook. And I, I really enjoyed being able to. Well, the thing was, I I sang that song at that show, and you know she, it, she's on the recording. She helped. She played the piano. She sang these harmonies. And for those who heard this, who were at the show, this magical thing happened that she had never experienced uh, in a band with me, which was that we started playing the song, and as we play those first opening chords, the crowd begins to cheer. In the same way that when you watch a live DVD of one of these iconic bands, like, I don't know, Paul Simon or Led Zeppelin or, um, you know, the Black Keys or something, and they start to play a song that the, the audience wants to hear, that they love to hear, and then they start cheering and going crazy for it. I was just so blown away that they did that. And then on top of that, they sang along. So I don't know how many people were there, something like over 100 um, which was really great for me at the time and still is. And to see like a hundred people in the crowd, like really, really singing along and putting all of their hope and their soul and their power into it. It was just, I don't know, it was, it was emotional. Um, and it was, I felt so proud to be able to, show that and, and and do that and be that with, with Vivi. It was such a beautiful, yeah, beautiful thing. And that was the last time that we, well, no, no, no. That was the second to last time I had played there, like with a band. Um, the last time I played there was in June of 2019, which was also a really cool, fun show. I got to, um, I had the, the very special honor of, of sharing a concert with, my good friend Cosma Joy. And for those who don't know who Cosma Joy is, you'll you'll love her music. She just released her first album, I believe. I know she has a handful of singles out, but I think she dropped her album now. And she's just this really exciting, um, like angelically voiced sort of, I don't know, wonderful uh, artist. And she's so funny and so cool and uh, very supportive and ethereal and like philosophical and strangely wise to be just 20 years old or so and she yeah I remember playing with her when she was like 16 and her mom would take her to the concerts you know and I saw her at some uh original Munich house concerte like secret you know underground concert event thing and she played and she was like chauffeured in and out by her mom and I thought that was so funny like that's so so much talent but she can't even drive herself there yet and now she here she is 20 and she's dropped her first big album now and she's on a good label and she's getting into these good playlists and she's moved to Berlin, you know, like as they all do, as they all do, they all move to Berlin. And, uh, yeah, I, I was, before she moved lucky, I was lucky enough to be able to share a concert with her back in June of 2019. And it was so fun. We did these photos uh, together, like a photo shoot uh, that her sister took the photos, Masha, she's really cool, and played some of my favorite songs together, some songs of hers, some cover songs. We did a Beatles song, I think it was uh, She's Leaving Home, which was really a pleasure um, to be able to sing. You know, the funny thing about that 
uh, we, so Cosma and I, I think to promote that concert, we did a video together or, or like, I think the video together led to us doing a concert together. But the video that we sang together was this Beatles cover, She's Leaving Home. And it's still on, I, I don't know if it's on my YouTube or I think it's just on my Facebook uh, still, or it's on Instagram too. Like it's, it's older. Um, I think what I would do, um, or what I wanted to do at the time was just to make something really beautiful with her. And I think 12 songs for 12 friends had already come out. And now we were looking towards the next thing. And we went to this bench, uh, near the river at this sort of like this park area we sat down and her dad came with a camera and a little microphone and everything's very family with her. I like that. She, her mom is a music teacher. Um, she has like a dance studio thing that she practices at. Her dad, you know, films things and shows up to the shows and refills the water glass and her sister does all her photography and they do a lot of things together. It's really sweet. Um, so we sat there and we played the song probably three or four times to get the perfect take. And then the funny thing was, after we played that, I was, at the time, I was working at this uh, Grundschule, at this elementary school here in Munich. And I was approached online via email by this record label owner. And now if anybody, <laughs> if anybody is an independent artist, then, you know, you get this fluttery, nervous feeling in your stomach when you get approached by a record label. I mean, basically, I'm sitting there at the school, I get this email, and he says, hey, I'm, you know, what was his name, Magnus, from the record label Dumont Dumont. And I didn't know them. But then he was like, here's, you know, I looked up, of course, the bands that were on the label, and the biggest one that I obviously knew very well and was a big fan of was Jose Gonzalez. And... I love Jose Gonzalez, and I used to be an even bigger fan when I was in college. And I thought, oh my God, like, Jose Gonzalez's record labels reached out to me? And he said, hey, I saw your video, you and Cosma doing the Beatles song. I love your voices together. I love how you play together, yada, yada, yada. And what he wanted to do was so specific, and so he was so stubborn about what he specifically wanted to do that nor like neither Cosma nor myself wanted to do it. And we just said no. And he was kind of weird. Like, I don't mean to just shit talk this guy who could absolutely just listen to this podcast if he wanted to. But I mean, the thing is, he did behave strangely. And I thought he kind of blew it in a way. At least he blew it with me because I don't think I would want to work with him now if I had the chance. Um, but who knows? I'm a desperate dog. But <laughs> yeah, who knows, you know? But he, um, he basically said he, he wants to release um, an EP that is an EP, for those who don't know, it's called Extended Play. It's a, it's a release of, oh, Storm Queen, thanks for the panda. Thank you, guys. Thanks for watching. Um, a, an EP is basically like not a, not a full album release, but a small selection of songs. Like if a band releases... An al a disc or an album or a record that's just like four songs. Um, he wanted to do one of those. Like just release an EP because it's easier to ship these around to festivals and to playlists and other labels and stuff. And only of me and Cosma together, I believe only singing covers 
and only in this particular way where that we do it outside, like live. And it was so specific and so so niche what he wanted. And I remember talking to Cosmo about it, and I was like, dude, I was like, would you want to do this EP together? And I knew at the time she was working on her album, and she's like, not really. It's not really in my in my wheelhouse right now. Like, Cosmo was building her album, and she was, you know, really focused on that. She was traveling a lot to Berlin. She was recording a lot of music. She was meeting with musicians. She was planning things with her booking manager. She had all this stuff going on. And it just didn't make any sense for her at all. And so I thought about it too. And I was like, well, you know, my album's out. I'm planning on this new one. At the time I was planning Simple Swimmer, but I hadn't finished it yet. I hadn't recorded everything yet. And so I tried to convince him to do that. I was like, look, Cosma's not down. Maybe she'll do something with you in the future, or maybe we can do something like this later. But she's got something else cooking. I was like, I have a new album coming and I'm very interested in releasing it with you. Would you be would like, would you want to take that chance like to work together and instead of him just straight up immediately saying you know Jordan I like your music but I'm sorry I really don't want to do that because um, I can't take the financial risk on a new artist like you that's why I wanted to try something special and different but if that's not um, what you're both interested in doing then you know then let's just end the conversations like he wasn't really upfront clear exactly about that he instead was like mm, well you know why don't you send me some of your demos and so I sent him tracks and, and then waited and waited and waited and waited and waited to get back from him to hear back from him he would finally contact me and say like, oh, you know, this song's cool, but I don't know about this one. Or he was kind of vague with his feedback. And I was like, well, you know, if you're interested in more folky stuff, I can always, you know, strip down some of these tracks to a more bare sound if that's what you're looking for in terms of what you'd like to push, if that whatever you want to release. I was even really compromising. I was like, these songs are with band, but if you want them just acoustic, I can go back and strip them down and make them that if it means that you'll put the money and the time into it. And he's, uh, he, he basically just kind of said no. He, um, but he, he strung me around for a while. He never, he never upfront said, I don't want to do this. I'm sorry, Jordan, but this relationship isn't going to work. He instead was like, um, yeah, maybe this, uh, maybe let's talk, let's talk about it. I don't know, he just strung me along for weeks and weeks. It never felt clear, like, I always had this hope, this kind of of back-of-my-mind hope, like, something's gonna work, right? Something's gonna click. Um, But, of course, it didn't, and the weird thing was, I had, I think I, the last time I spoke to him, um, he called me, I think to like one more time ask if I would be interested in doing this weird outside EP thing with Cosmo. I was like, uh, it's really not going to work out. She's not interested. I'm more focused on my album too. If And if you don't want to release or push these out, then, you know, then I think that's it. Then that, that'll be it for our, um, our call. And he said, he got so excited and he was like, you know who I just signed to the record label? And I was like, in my head, I was like, dude, I'm not your friend like if it's not me I don't really care but <laughs> I said who and he's like I don't know some guy some some let's just say his name's John Doe he's like oh this great artist from Berlin his name's John Doe and I I was and I told him I was like wow Magnus thanks for putting salt on the wound and he kind of paused 
And then he kind of awkwardly laughed. He's like, oh, well, I guess I didn't, I didn't think about it like that. I was like, yeah, I mean, you told me no. And then you told me you brought in someone new who's fresh faced, just like me, that you want to try and take the risk on. I was like, that sucks. Why would you do that? Why would you tell me that at all? And he was like, yeah, I guess you're right. Then I was like, look, you know, I wish, I mean, in my memory, I had the balls to be like, look, man, this is done. You're wasting my time. I'm going to find someone else. I'm going to get what I want without you. But in the moment, I was probably like, okay, um, thank you. Uh, I wish you the best. And uh, I'm, I'll, maybe, he's like, maybe, he was like, maybe I'll see how good your record does and then we can talk. I was like, I was like, okay, well, as you like, have a nice day. And he's like, bye, Jordan. Click, bye. I was so upset with him for, for stringing me along and always making me feel like this was going to be some sort of door into a bigger audience. And I should have known that it just never was going to be that. You know, it's never that easy in music. It's Nothing's that easy. I feel lucky now because here I am. I think this is C. Oh my goodness. We're going, uh, let me see. Storm Queen asks me, was he German? Because they're usually straight talking, but I imagine with artists, it's sensitive. Um, I think, I think he's Swedish. Let me see if I still have an email from him right here. I think... Right. Storm Queen says, yeah, but then again, he's very insensitive. The thing was, and here's the the real, like, important thing to mention. He was always very friendly. And in, in a sense, like, conversationally, he was always very kind and respectful to a degree. And I kind of just wanted that mentality to be honest. You know, he can be nice and, and respectful and, and all this stuff. He can he can say all these things and he can still be honest with me. The problem was that although he was friendly and nice and blah, 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 he strung me along, I think, um, for, for like a month or two. It was just too, it, it is a complicated, um, it is a business. Exactly. Storm Queen says, yes, friendly is good in the industry, but in the end, it's a business. Exactly. Exactly. It's a business and I would have preferred that he's immediately up front. I don't want to do anything other than this EP. And um I could have said, "Okay, that's that's where we that's where we stop because that's not what we're interested in doing." But it is what it is. It was like 2 or 3 years ago. No, it was uh just before the pandemic. So it was 2019. I still had the job at the Grundschule. And um yeah, and then actually I have to say it things really got great ever since that didn't work out. <laughs> like I'm, I, there's still like a long ladder that I intend to climb and a long ladder that I want to climb that I need to climb, but I definitely don't need to go banging on Magnus's door and begging him for, uh, for, uh, some sort of handout. You know, um, the thing with the thing with, uh, that situation was as soon as it ended, um, Cosma and I went on to do this this um, duo concert at the Mila in Munich together, and it was a great show, and it had a great turnout, and I had a lot of musicians singing songs with me. We had like a lot of special guests, and that was so much fun to hear everyone singing the new songs, and it felt good. It felt like I was doing something right, 
And then, of course, the pandemic came, which made things tough. But actually, the funny thing about the pandemic killing the music game, um, what it took away, it kind of gave back. Like, the... Like, it, it took away concerts, right? It took away all concerts, took away all touring. I wasn't able to tour the last album, Simple Swimmer. Like, the concerts I'm playing this year are the... Those are the concerts that I'm finally playing to so, sort of try and sell my last record, which... So, of course, that's not great. Um, so, the, it took away concerts. It took away touring. I wasn't able to, like, meet with artists to do recordings or to, to meet for special videos or anything like that. Um... I did one video in the whole like two and a half years that we weren't supposed to do anything. Um, if you want to see Cosma and I singing together, so Storm Queen asks, is there any recording from the Munich gig? I don't think there's any recordings from that concert since it was like three years ago. No, yeah, three years ago. There's, there's some photos on my Instagram and stuff from it. But let me see. Let me look at my my YouTube channel real quick and see what I do have with Cosma. And for those who don't know, Cosma sang harmonies on almost every single song on my latest album, Simple Swimmer. So if you're watching this now or listening to this now, uh, there's a link in my bio uh, for the album. And it's it's on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. And you can go listen. She's the backing harmonies on everything. There's a video on my YouTube of me singing with Cosma. Uh, it's a song from the new album. It's called Smiling Back at Me. And it's Smiling Back at Me live. Jordan Prince featuring Cosma Joy and Marcus Schalk, two friends. Um, and you can watch that right now or preferably after this. And funny thing is about that video. Uh, so I talked about Cosma, which got me to the video. And now that I'm at the video, um, it's with, can I, let's see, can I type on here? No. Um, also in the video is Marcus Schalk, um, who these two, me and him, are now playing again at the Milla Club in Munich this Friday. So it all comes full circle. It all comes full circle. Talked about Cosma, getting to play in the Milla, and then we had this experience, and now I'm back to the video, and then in the video is Marcus, and Marcus and I are playing at the Milla. Boom! Boom! But you love how life works like that sometimes. Um, my YouTube is, uh, it's Jordan, let's see, I'll, maybe I can write it out for you. Jordan Prince Tunes, T-U-N-E-S, like songs, like tunes, Jordan Prince Tunes. Um, but you can probably just type in Jordan Prince Smiling or Jordan Prince Music or, yeah. Make sure I'm recording on Friday. Uh, Storm Queen, do you think I should uh, try and go live at the concert on Friday? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll talk a bit while I wait for your answer, but I love how it comes full circle back to, uh, Marcus being in this video. Marcus is like this incredible, incredible, um, guitarist. And I really love playing with him. So for those who don't know, Marcus Schalk, a good buddy of mine, he, uh, is normally the partner to, he's normally the partner to this pretty relatively famous comedian actor in in Germany named Maxi Schaffrot. Schaffrot. Uh, I would say like Schaffroth. Maxi Schaffrot. Um, 
Okay, so Storm Queen says, yes, you should if you can go live on Friday. I'll try. And if I can't go live, I will at least try to film something so that I can post about it so those who aren't in Munich or around Munich can go see the show. Um, but if you are here live right now enjoying this, uh, if you like the video, if you enjoyed the music, and you you know anybody in or around Munich, I would love if you could just tell them about the show. Tell them you know this guy, Jordan Prince, you'd like his TikToks, you like his uh, what he puts out, because the more beautiful faces we have at the concert, the better. And uh, I'd love to meet your friends, and you know, I'm going to have a lot of cool like tote bags and vinyls and merchandise I can... I'd love to meet your friends and sign, like autograph something for them. We can take a picture together and send it directly to you and post about it and just build this Jordan Prince community. That's what I'm really interested in doing is like connecting all of us into this good vibe, you know, American-German sort of synchronicity and German whole ship, if you will. Um, but Marcus is usually the guitarist for this comedian, actor, this touring act named Maxi Schaffrold. Um, Maxi is a big name because those who uh, grew up in Bavaria, you probably know this yearly event called the Nockeberg. And for those who don't live in Germany, the Nockeberg is a little bit like the White, ha- the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Uh, like all of the major politicians from Bavaria and over and all over Germany, I guess, are all in this one place at the same time having a big dinner. And there's all this entertainment and like comedians and songs and stuff. And usually there's one big host, if I understand that correctly. And last year, during the pandemic, they 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 did it. And Maxi was the host, which was huge. It was so, so, so huge. Um, and he was fantastic. He's a great, he's got a great singing voice. He's very funny. He's very, uh, creative and, and very alive. And, um, Marcus usually tours with Maxi on his, um, his cabaret shows where he does stand up and tell stories. And Marcus usually just plays guitar with him. And, uh, now I've, uh, I haven't by any means, I have not stolen Marcus from Maxi. They, (laughs) I, can just take Marcus in these itsy bitsy little windows when he doesn't play with Maxi because Maxi and him play all the time. And they're playing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. They play so much in theaters and, and uh, I mean, I think they could even probably play an arena if they built up the hype enough and stuff. But they tour all the time in Germany, which is just awesome. And uh, Marcus... Um, I met him a few years ago. We we have so many mutual friends and kind of connected through the Schaffrod family. And um, I know Maxie's sister. And the cool thing was back in May, I played these, I talked about it on this podcast, but I played three concerts uh, with these old guys, <laughs> uh, including Marcus. He's not an old guy, but he played with me. And we, we were like the young guys in this old guy band. And we toured around the south of Germany uh, and we played three sold-out shows, which was really, really, really fun. And Maxi came to one of the shows that we played in a little town called Fellheim. We played a synagogue in Fellheim. And Marcus played there, and Maxi came, and I got to really, like, meet him, and he was so nice. Um, and it's really exciting to, like, be, you know, meeting these people and trying to, you know, get more involved in their, in their life. Storm Queen asks, so you're in good hands with Marcus, or are you excited at least a little nervous. 
you're in good hands with Marcus. Are you excited at least a little nervous? Um, that's a great question. Yes. And so in terms of Marcus, yes, I am in very, very, very good hands. Um, we practiced last night uh, at my office in Munich and he just blew me away. You know, he's one of these guys that just, he's, first off, he's very, very well educated in music. He knows so much more about music than I ever will. He's studied for, I mean, the funny thing is in Germany, you can study for like 20 years, you know, you can just keep studying. So he studied music for over 10 years, classical and jazz. So he knows all these, like the tonics and the, you know, major, you know, minor 11, flat fifth nines and like all these crazy technical jazz terms and stuff. Um, so he sh he showed up at the rehearsal completely prepared. And he sounded great. He's going to sing some harmonies with me. He's going to play second guitar. Going to do a little like Simon and Garfunkel thing, you know, just two, two acoustics, two harmonies, and just sing these soft, like cool little folk songs uh, that I wrote. Just try and like sort of bring down the sort of like a relaxed vibe from the, from the album recording. Just do something a little different, have a little fun, make it more relaxed. And am I nervous? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how many people are going to come. That's just always the first fear. What if no one comes, right? And you try to tell yourself, ah, but whatever, if no one comes, you know, maybe you're playing for five people, you're still going to give the best show that you can and do the best job that you can and have a good time, right? Yeah. Yeah. But of course it's better if people come. There's nothing better than looking out into an audience of people and getting butterflies in your stomach and doing the best job you can because you really want them to love your songs. You want them. You need it. Entertainers, like, there's this old anecdote that musicians want to be comedians and comedians want to be musicians. And the thing that they have most in common is that they need attention and they need approval. Man, oh man. I'm a very, I mean, if you know me at all, you know, I'm a very much in front of the camera kind of guy. Like, I love to create things and write things, and I need to start doing that a bit more, obviously, but I'm an entertainer, which means I try to be funny. I, I like telling stories. I like, um, I believe I've been uh, blessed with the gift of gab, you know, the gift of being able to talk. And I love to sing songs and perform songs. And of course... Um, what means a lot to me is the ability uh, to engage people and entertain them and get that approval, get that wishful, sort of hopeful connection with people. Um, we haven't been connected to anybody in two years. Um, so for me to be able to go to the show, at a first off, at a club that I love, I've had a few shows there, including the ones I've mentioned already, it's always great sound. It's always great people. It's always a really nice time. And, you know, to be able uh, to go to a club that I like, play with someone that I'm good friends with, support a band that I really like, Dobre. I keep, I, I need to mention that more often. They're the headlining act on Friday. To, to hear them and to be there and to like have a few drinks and to socialize with people that I haven't seen. I know for sure a few people are coming that I haven't seen in a long time. And for me to just be able to do that gives me so 
so much uh, excitement, but also, of course, it makes me nervous. I want them to love it. I want someone to go, my God, Jordan, I don't know. You know, I didn't listen to that last album, but man, you've really developed as a songwriter and, you know, your your text is so uh, deep or like, oh, this melody is so pretty or like, I love how you do that because that's that's the whole point is to connect and reach people. So yes, I'm nervous about that. Uh, Storm Queen asks, so tell us something about if this goes well in, in Munich, uh, what's on schedule like summer touring? Well, great question. Um, the good thing is, a tour for this year, more concerts for this year, is uh, thankfully not solely indicative of if this show goes well. Thank God. But it will give me more encouragement to try and go get it a little more. If this one, if no one shows up and I don't think we play well, I might not be so jazzed about trying to play a few more. Um, currently, what is booked um for sure is there's a festival in Regensburg which is about an hour and some change from Munich and it's a festival called Nacht in Blau uh, Night in Blue and I'm playing with my band at that uh festival and yeah that's for certain so there is that show coming up in August August 6th I think we just got it confirmed and there's another tentative one at the end of July, maybe. But the thing is, I have a feeling that the majority of like really like the return of Jordan Prince concerts is probably going to be more like next year because now that the doors have opened and people can play shows again and festivals are back on the docket the first thing that every promoter wants to do is to grab the biggest names that they can. They're going to take the biggest ticket-selling artists that they can. They're going to pay as much money as they want and grab all these names. And I am much lower on the docket. That's not to say I'm not thankful for the people that listen to my music. I'm very happy with some of the numbers on these videos or on my Spotify. I'm very blessed and very happy and very thankful for all of that but I am much lower on the docket than some bigger acts like Giant Rooks, for example, or Parcels or whatever. You just have artists that are more popular. So they're going to grab them first, which means that since they're grabbing all the big names to try and fill up all these spots as fast as they can, there isn't still going to be that many places for me this year. It means that we can finally start planning this year for festivals next year. And then... Who knows? Maybe I can go everywhere. I want to go to every German city again. I had such a luxury back in 2017 through 2019 of playing every, like almost every single city, definitely the major ones, and even a lot of smaller towns. And it's always a pleasure to meet new people and to experience new shows and to eat new foods. And, you know, like in 2017, 2018, I had like the best festival run ever. I got to play in uh, Czech Republic. I got to play in Switzerland. I got to play in all of like Munich, Berlin, Hamburg, Leipzig, Dresden, Regensburg, uh, Landshut, uh, Wadenschlick Festival, the very, very, very top of Germany before Zöt. And it was just like, 
the coolest thing ever. I got to play the Reaperbahn Festival. I got to play Pulse Festival. Um, I played uh, Nuremberg Pop Festival. Um, I got to go to Switzerland and be the support act for Elbow, this enormous uh, UK act. They 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 like did the opening ceremony music at the Olympics a few years ago. Um, that was for like three thousand people. That was so much fun and so cool. And my mom still has a picture of me playing that elbow show for those thousands of people on her uh, fridge at home. So, you know, it's like, of course I want that back. I want it back so badly. And um, that's more or less what it could look like next year. For this year, it's just what comes up. I've been asked to possibly do another slot at the end of July, and I for sure have the Regensburg show uh, August 6th, which... You should all come to. I'm playing with the band. It's going to be really fun. And hopefully more. Hopefully more. You know, the other issue, and I've talked about it uh, on the other episodes, but like the other issue with uh, not taking every show that I could have maybe this year is that uh, um, I've been invited to so many weddings. Like, you think concerts were delayed and pushed off. Meh. So many weddings were invited back this year. Every single wedding that was canceled from 2020 to 2021 have all been pushed to 2022. So I uh, have gone to three, minimum three weddings this year, probably more, because sometimes I get hired to play weddings. So it could be four, could be five, could be six. I don't know. But so far, it's a wedding every month and there's traveling south of Germany to, to Greece to Italy it's crazy, but uh, that's also why I've had to turn down a few shows. Uh, Alexandra Yaroslav asks, do you ever consider moving back to the U.S.? I'm feeling really homesick lately. Well, I have to ask Alexandra, are you uh, are you from the U.S.? Is that Are you homesick for the U.S. right now? Because I think that makes a big difference depending on where you're from. Um, me, thankfully... Well, so, okay, this is a complicated answer for me because I'm split right down the middle. Part of me is like, of course I miss the U.S. I love the U.S. Um, Oh, Alexandra is from NYC, New York City, New York City. Um, Nice. Okay, so you'll understand this. Then, like, part of me is like, okay, I got to go to America this year. I got to go for six and a half weeks. I got to see all my family, and it was one of those rare occasions where all of my friends were in town. So I went to New Orleans, and I saw everybody, and I ate at all my favorite restaurants, and I had all my favorite drinks, and I saw all my favorite landmarks, and I went everywhere that I've always missed and loved. I went to my old university. I met with my old professors, like everything. So I got this perfect, perfect, perfect back-home experience, which you don't always get. You actually rarely get that. The other part of me sees like what is going on in America right now and feels so distanced from these choices and from these actions and from these policies that I don't normally like to include any sort of political talk into my TikTok stuff or into my music or my radio show or anything like that. Um, because I, like I said before to Storm Queen, 
I, I am an entertainer in my blood and what I want to do is just make people laugh and make people smile and connect to my, uh, my, my, oh, I don't know, I say my, I didn't want to say my art, but my entertainment. But if you're asking really about homesickness, then I can't talk about America without bringing up how, um, how disappointing I find it right now. Um, and, and I, and, you know, and if for me, it's not, it's really not like one side or the other. I think America is extremely polarized and it's very, very divided right now. I actually have a, my radio show, American Sunday, it's on Ego FM. And next Sunday I'm talking about these issues because it's going to be the 4th of July soon, which I'm guessing if you're from NYC, 4th of July, there's probably amazing celebrations over there. Uh, same as in New Orleans, there's great celebrations on the bayou. It's it is a fun holiday, and um, it's really, I don't know, I am kind of in this middle point, because I don't think it's about the left and the right, I think it's about just people being so misled and so confused on on every side, like, things just aren't really where they should be in America, and there's so many like bam 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 this like endless systemic issues going on um no matter what side of the spectrum you're on there's just a lot of things wrong a lot of injustices so complicated answer i'm sorry if i just rambled but part of it is yes always homesick i love the us i'm glad i got to go home this year and the other part is uh sometimes i'm very glad that i don't live there uh, which which is very hard for me. It's very hard for me to even say that. It's not normal for me to say that. Because if you know my content here on TikTok, there's a lot of things to make fun of for living in Germany. Um, if you know anything about this, uh, this podcast, if you know anything about what I do, uh, of course, there's a lot to criticize and talk about but living in Germany. But there is so much more, endlessly more stuff to criticize um, about the U.S. It just is, it just is that, it is that way. Um, so it's a very complicated thing for me. It's, uh, it's not easy. It's really not easy. Um, but I don't know if Alexandra is still on the feed, but I would ask, um, you know, you're saying you're feeling homesick. I would just ask, if any of what I've just said rings remotely true with you as well, like being split a little bit, like very homesick, loving where you come from, but also feeling a little distanced from how people are, what they're doing in America and like, you know, the recent news with obviously Roe v. Wade and stuff. But if um, you also don't have to answer that if you don't want to, but I would be very curious to have another American on the uh, on the chat if that's something you also feel. But no pressure, obviously not. Because we're here on a podcast uh, from a silly American living in Munich who's trying to promote his concert on Friday at the Miller Club, uh, supporting the great band Dobre. Uh, oh, Alexandra did respond. She says, it does ring true. I'm afraid I will regret moving back. But on the other side, as bad as it, as bad as it is, I am still American and will always have love for it. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. I'll always have love for it. It's just not easy. It's just not a thing, to, an, an easy solution. Um, part of me 
you know, every day or, you know, very regularly thinks to myself, oh man, I, I miss how they do this in America or I miss that. When I went home in the spring and was there for six weeks and got to see like, or like just be so engrossed and, and swallowed up by American life, um, of course I miss it and it's so fun and relaxed and you, you feel like that these opportunities are kind of bottomless and you're, you're able to achieve anything. Uh, and it's wonderful and beautiful and fun. And, and then, but then you see things that you see aren't being done like the best way to protect or serve the public. And you go like, oh, come on. Alexandra says she knows this sounds bad to say, but she still believes that America has more opportunities than Germany. But with that being said, you already know the cons of it. I would be very curious to know what you mean by that, if you could elaborate a bit more on that. I know it's not easy here in these little comments, but um, I know, I mean, America does kind of portray itself as the land of, you know, the American dream, the land of endless possibilities. Um, and I think depending where you come from, depending what kind of background you have, um, like, I think it, it can offer more opportunities, but not for everyone. And I can't say that I can't say if it's the same or not in Germany. <clears throat> I really don't know uh, enough about the actual institutions and how well or poorly they function in Germany to be able to say if it's better or worse in every single department. Some things I think definitely are better, but like you said, come with some cons. Um, but some things are definitely, I don't know, some things are definitely worse. Sorry, I, I just stuttered over myself because my music started playing in my headphones that I didn't want. Uh, Claudita says, I chose to live and I love it here. It was my choice. Uh, in regards to more opportunities, Alexandra says, career acceleration, in my opinion. That's totally fair. Uh, depending on your, on your, um, depending on what your career is and um, if it, you know, if it offers certain amounts of acceleration where you can, if you can keep going in that field in that way, uh, for sure, then it's like woo, skyrocketing, like, you know, moon's the, what's the, what's it called? The, oh, sky's the limit, but not even there really, um, because now we have people going into outer space. So anywhere's the limit, anywhere's the limit where you stop, I imagine. Um, but yeah, so America's complicated, but that's a whole different episode. That's a whole different, uh, a whole different topic um, that we definitely got off there. But I, the last thing I wanted to talk about uh, was this. Um, so I got uh, Alexandra. Um, you, you just have to give up your thirty vacation days. <laughs> See, yeah, that's that's what came to mind. I didn't want to like. Uh, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, that's like just briefly my, my dad, you know, when he plans out what he wants to do for the year, if it's a, a golf trip or to visit Germany or whatever, however it works out for him. Um, he's got two weeks, like five, 10 working days and that's it for the year. That's it. And I used to be conditioned into believing that was very fair. That was all like, oh, two weeks, that's awesome. 
two weeks out of 365 days. Um, and usually they're back at work like the day after Thanksgiving or like two, like one day after Christmas or something. It's just insane. And so when I finally got jobs here, even at cafes, and they were like, oh yeah, well, of course, you know, you get your 30 days off. I mean, I was touring all over Germany and I still had a job, you know, and it was no problem. And I had a, a job at an elementary school, which was even better. You know, if I was even a little bit sick, I just didn't feel quite good enough. Didn't matter. Just don't go. It's better not to spread any germs. Um, I had touring. I had shows and stuff. I, I didn't go sometimes. And they're like, yeah, cool. Take off your vacation days. So that's just a big, that's a huge difference for sure. Um, but yes, I wanted to talk a little bit now um, about this last thing. I've been contacted recently by a really interesting company that makes a pretty interesting app. Um, so I, I mean, people who are live here now, you know that I make videos. And uh, recently I've been very uh, lucky enough to have the the following of this channel go to a certain level. And I'm very happy about that. Now, um, sometimes companies reach out to me if I want to try something out or see if something fits. And this company reached out to me and they said, uh, hey, we, we love your content. We see that you're an expat living in Germany and that you talk about the difficulties of uh, being in Germany and like the language issues. And I was like, baby, that's just the top of the iceberg. Uh, and she was like, uh, but we love what you talk about. And we think it's funny. And uh, we, we create an app that and I think this is really interesting. It's an app where you you take your phone with you into a cinema. Let's say let's say you as a non-native German speaker want to go and see the new Elvis movie and normally what you have to do is you have to look for the special original version screenings, right? Okay, like well this cinema has one but it's all the way across town. Uh, this cinema has one but it's only at 4:15 on Friday. I'm at work. Like Sometimes it's very limited where you can go see the original versions, sometimes. And what this app does is they say, you can now go to any of the normal German screenings, any of them. Like, let's imagine if you live in Munich, there's like City Kino. You can just go to City Kino. There's a German dubbed version of the Elvis movie at 7.30 on Saturday. That's perfect. I can go, but how will I understand it, right? This app... Basically, you buy the original audio through the app, through the specific screening. So cinemas have like a partnership with the app. And you say, like, you go through the app and you're like, oh, City Kino, 7.30, Saturday, Elvis, English. Bink! You get it on your phone. And then when you go in the cinema, the microphone on your phone, the app syncs up the audio with the movie. And you put in your earbuds and you hear the original audio which is really cool. And also, if you want to go to a German film and you want to see the German subtitles just to help you learn, if you're learning a language, same deal. Oh, Elvis in German, 7.30 Saturday, German subtitles, bink. And then you have your phone here and you can watch the movie and see the subtitles. I haven't tried it yet, but the point is they reached out to me because they want me to try it. And I think uh, maybe this week or next week, I'm going to start, um, you know, I'm going to start um, trying it out, maybe making some videos about the process. So you guys um, here on the app or people on the podcast who uh, like the idea 
can check it out for yourselves and see. Uh, I'm not dropping the name yet. I'm not dropping um, any major info about it because I haven't done the project yet. You will see it if I do it, but just in case something cancels and I back out, I don't want to be like, I'm working with blah, 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 and then it not work out. Um, but yeah, so that, that's how it is for now, but I think it's going to happen pretty soon, maybe in the next week or so. And I think that's pretty cool. I, I mean, it sounds like a great concept. It sounds simple and straightforward. Um, but I'll have to see for myself how practical it is and how um, realistic it is and how, um, yeah, if it, if, it, if, it, if it's cool. I don't know. But yes, so I think I'm going to end the live here. Uh, so for those who have been watching today and asking questions and chatting with me, thank you so much for being here. And if you want me to go live more, just let me know, send me a, put it in the comments or, or let me know. Um, again, that YouTube was um, Jordan Prince Tunes, or you can just type in Jordan Prince Munich, Jordan Prince Music, Jordan Prince, whatever. And my music's on Spotify and uh, Apple, everywhere you can find music. Um, and this podcast, if you don't know, it's called Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. And we release every single Thursday morning. So, if you or your friends are around Munich on Friday, go to the M-I-L-L-A, the Milla Club in Munich, and come see me play a show with the band Dobre. I would love to meet you. Love to see you guys there. Thank you so much for being here. Going to say bye to the live, and let me switch this over. And bye. Okay, so the live has ended. Now it's just back to the true listeners out there. Um, yeah, I think we had some good stories today. I think we went on a nice run with talking about, um, you know, having not been at the Miller for a long time and then getting into Cosma and then this Magnus story, coming back, you know, full circle to Marcus who played with Maxi. And um, yeah, I mean, basically, I guess we can just end it there. But the, the this app, I think, is really interesting. And I'll let you know what happens with that. And uh, pretty soon, you guys are going to start hearing me at a much higher quality because I just invested in myself. Finally, I invested in myself. Uh, I bought a brand new microphone, and this isn't it yet. Uh, it's being it's being mailed now, but I'm very excited about it. So the next podcast, you will hear me if I am recording uh, at home or in Munich or whatever. I'll have the mic with me, and I'm very excited. It's a pretty, pretty expensive microphone, and it's going to be much higher quality. And I think it's time just, you know, doing radio shows and doing the podcast and the new voiceover jobs. And if I'm making demos at home or something, it's just time to have a higher quality product. So, boom, there we go. Um, guys, I know that maybe sometimes when I do it live on TikTok like this, it can be a little... Maybe annoying that I interrupt myself to answer questions, but I think today's questions were pretty cool. Um, and they challenged me talking about, you know, homesickness and the, the current state of America and stuff. It's not easy to talk about that. It's extremely complicated and I don't have enough information uh, nor emotional strength to really get through everything um, the way that perhaps a political podcast would. So let's not... You know, that's why I don't do politics, because I can't. <laughs> I just don't have the strength or the knowledge to pull it off. Um, but that's why I do music, and hopefully, if you felt that today, a little bit of comedy. Um, guys, again, this is the last announcement, I promise. Uh, 
tomorrow. This comes out on Thursday, so tomorrow, Friday, July 1st. Please tell a friend that I will be playing at the Milla Club, M-I-L-L-A, the Milla Club on Holzstrasse in Munich. It's in Zenlingator. It's very easy to access from every U-Bahn. It's very close. Go to the Milla Club. The doors are at 7. The show is at 8. I'm playing... Um, I'm playing a set with my friend Marcus. He's supporting my songs. We're playing songs from 12 Songs for 12 Friends. We're playing songs from Simple Swimmer. So don't miss it. Come by. Spend some time. I'd love to see you. I'd love to meet you. Have a drink with you. I'm going to have some great merchandise with me. And um, let's see. Ah. Sorry, I thought I had a message from uh, the lead singer of the band Dobray. I thought he might be able to send a little audio clip for this podcast, but I don't think it's going to work out for this one. Um, or maybe it will. I'll let you know. If it happens after this, then you'll know that it happened. Hi, Jordan. Um, I have a moment now. I'm outside, though. It might be a bit noisy. Uh, just see if you can use it. Um, but I can't really go anywhere else at the moment. Um, about the show. I am really excited to play again. I'm really excited to play Miller again, excited to get the boys together. Um, it was really nice to do some merch, um, to do some rehearsals for the show. Um, so yeah, all in all, I'm, I'm very excited and I can't wait for Friday. Um, but it feels weird though, after the pandemic to do like such a big show um, because I'm, I'm just a bit unsure about like who's gonna come are people still you know still up for it um, are our fans still, still wanting to see us um, that feels a bit strange and also um, of course one of our um, one one our keyboarder has got corona so he's not gonna be able to make it um and that really you know that really sucks it's you're used to this kind of stuff now um but it's still so bad when it happens and um i just hope that <laughs> i'm gonna be able to make the show um and but i think i'm, I'm sure once we're there and everyone is there and we're on the stage um it's gonna be a great night Thank you so much for being here today. Um, remember, Mila, fr- tomorrow, Friday, 8 o'clock. Tell a friend. Just text a friend. Do me a favor. If you live in Munich or around Munich or just in Germany, just if you're a fan, text a friend, one friend. Text one friend that they should go to this concert. Tell them that you, you, know, you either love this podcast or you love the videos I do or you like the music that I do, more importantly. And that would really mean a lot to me. So sorry that I'm pushing it and spamming it so much, but it's important to me. It's my first Munich show in a long time and I want it to go really well. So thank you for listening. I love you all very much. I wish you all the very best and take care. And I will be back next week in High Definition. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Badscheider, produziert für M94.5.